Greetings, greetings. It's an honor to be with you one more day. And I'm here with part two of this series, The Scrimmage of Hurt and Help. And in this episode, I want to look at the fear of gossip. You know, it's amazing. Gossip is something that is very dangerous. I, I look at gossip as a, as a cancer, you know, it's it's like you have something that is totally true at the beginning. And the moment you release it, especially to someone that it isn't intended for, it's like the the lines become blurred and the the truth becomes distorted because now you're dealing with different person different personalities and different perceptions different mindsets all of these affect what we say and you know i believe that there is nothing like like going to that brother or sister like the scripture says if a brother has an art against you, it says, leave your gift at the altar. I go to your brother and be reconciled. It's so amazing. Um, it talks about not offering your gift. And your gift can be whatever you came to offer to God or whatever you came to do for God. It says, put a stop to that. Go find your brother and be reconciled. But I believe that so often because... This exercise requires time, it requires boldness and confrontation. We we prefer not to go through that, so we take the easy route. Don't we always like the easy route? And we tell Susie or Rob, we tell our friends about it. And what ends up happening is a cancer named, named gossip begins to grow. And what it begins to do is it begins... It causes us to become divided. And it's and it's a cancer. So what does cancer do? It disrupts the cells and it, it's a it's a basically cells that are ruled. They've gone against the grain and now they're doing their own thing. And before you know it, death is imminent. But there's a there's a couple of things, sorry, that I believe we've got to consider under the subtopic, the fear of gossip. The first thing is, it cripples us with inaction. The very fear that gossip can infiltrate our relationship cripples us. Because the truth is, we're going through. Remember now, we're talking about the the scrimmage of hurt and help. We're going through issues. We're hurt by something. We're going through it. And because we're, we're afraid that our sharing of our issue can be misconstrued or it can be uh, distorted by whoever we relate information to, we suffer in silence. We keep that issue in, we internalize it, and we get depression and all types of health, uh, health, sorry, health issues and high blood pressure and all these things and it's because we're not getting the release that I talked about in the last episode, which is, I believe, pre-designed to happen. It's something that God 
wants us to get so that we can have healing. So it cripples us. And I want to look a little closely at that. Now, the, this crippling effect is the same for the hurt and the health. Because can you picture this now? The hurt want a release. They've been dealing with this issue or whatever it is for some time and they want to talk to somebody about it. But for some reason, there's no avenue because they fear those that they conversate with. They don't trust Sue or Rob. Sue or Rob may not be as mature as they need to be. So there's a chance they fear that, hey, Sue or Rob may talk, talk their business to somebody. So they feel it's safer for them to just relate to the Lord. And that's perfect and fine. But I believe that God wants us to be able to relate to one another also. That's why he made us a body of cells. That's why he made us a body of people. Now, picture to help people now on the other end. They are there, but they can help with something they don't know anything about. It's like you have the resources, you have the ability to be of service, but you do not have the opportunity. They've been robbed of the opportunity because someone basically can't get out of their way, so to speak, because they fear the consequences of gossip. So they keep their hurt to themselves. There's no conflict resolution. There is no intervention. And they suffer in silence. Now, here's the thing about silence. Silence can cause the wound to fester. In other words, it doesn't just stay where it is. Cancer, I don't know why I'm so dead beat on cancer, but I believe cancer is a perfect example. Cancer doesn't just remain at stage one. And whatever stage one is with our issues, we don't just resent the person or hate the person, but it graduates to eventually you can end up at stage four. And if stage four is kill the person, you may want to do that. You may see the person crossing the street and you may want to take them out with your car. This is how serious hurt is. These are the consequences. So that wound festers, it grows, it gets worse. Now, second of all, silence can cause the offender to continue in the error. And I believe that quite often we enable offenders, those that have hurt us, to become repeat offenders because instead of confronting the situation boldly, and I know it's not easy, especially if you're a mild-mannered person, it's not easy to, to confront your offender, but for the sake of the, the ministry and for the sake of your relationship, and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I believe it's important for us to confront them because if we don't, that person can become a repeat offender and they can offend or they can hurt somebody else or they're probably, while you allow the wound to fester, they're probably hurting somebody else right now. They're probably doing damage to somebody's soul right now. And it's because nobody stepped up to the plate and said, you know what? so-and-so did this to me and you know and this is how I feel about it because I believe that damage control is important we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and I believe that if somebody offends you if somebody hurts you they have the right to be told about it they have the right to be confronted about it because the truth is 
we don't belong to ourselves and i think this is one of the greatest revelations and i believe that for me if this word were, were to sweep the body of believers it would change the way we deal with one another because we understand beyond a shadow of doubt that we don't belong to ourselves but we belong to one another we are members in particular we are his workmanship we are laborers together with god you know when i think of these scriptures i think about a unit a cell, a group of cells a group of people that need one another they depend they depend so much on one another that they dare not make the next move if their brother or their sister is not in sync with them but i believe that we have got to hold one another accountable for our actions one to another you know i I'm, and this is something i'm still learning i believe when i look at the the ministry of our lord jesus he he came of course to die for our sins and to redeem us back to god but one of the things that i've noticed about this ministry especially to the members of the sahedrin council the religious leaders of the day his ministry to them those that were the spiritual elite so to speak was to show them what the true love of god was and to show them that what they were doing was hurting god's people in other words he didn't come about his own business they 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 said a bunch of things about him but he didn't really uh, allow that to phase him but he was concerned about the condition of the people and he spoke out against it that's why he attacked their traditions because they were teaching the people to uphold traditions rather than to hold the word of uphold sorry the word of god and that is total contradiction so he stood up being the word of god in fact he stood up to the religious leaders on behalf of the people look at the prophecy i came to preach deliverance to the captive receiving of sight to the blind the acceptable year of the lord look at the, the words that are highlighted in this prophecy he was fulfilling that and it was about redeeming the people bringing them from under the bondage that was imposed by their own people and i believe that this is the ministry that god has called us to but if we cower in fear because we don't want to ruffle the feathers i believe that the the result would be great loss there are many people i believe that are suffering in silence at this hour but god is calling you he's calling me to stand up on their behalf and i believe that it can be a reciprocating effect if i stand up on your behalf somebody will stand up on my behalf and it goes on we should not be we should not mind our own matters but we should mind the the matters of others there are people that need you to stand up for them and guess what god is so faithful that he is going to put you in position to stand up for your brethren i pray that this series has been a blessing to you because i believe that in the scrimmage of hurt and help while this this uh scuffle goes on between hurt and help we all have a part to play and i pray that you would play your part blessings on you greetings greetings you have been listening to season 3 of the soul place podcast with yours truly derek ingham junior blessings on you